Joey and Barack never had it so much as a schoolyard shuffle. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. world Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. This is episode 37 of Planet Rage. Uh, we're starting the summer of rage, Larry. <laughs> I guess we are, huh? <laughs> it's the summer of rage. Coming in hot. Coming in hot, baby. Hot and steamy. Yeah. Over the uh, holiday weekend, which, of course, is not over yet, being that it is no, Monday, mm-hmm. 38 shots, six fatally in Chicago. So they were wow. close. This is episode 37. 38 people were shot. 38, I mean, if only 38. maybe one of you could have just missed that one guy. It would have been perfect. Yeah. 37. Yeah. That's the impressive. Show. I know. Yeah. Isn't it? Isn't it impressive? That's impressive. Has has Beto O'Rourke shown up to uh, to scream about that? No, I wish he would because I think if Beto start yeah. going door to door asking for the guns, yeah, I don't think Beto would last fifteen minutes <laughs> in Chicago. <laughs> and that is the hypocrisy of what's going on. And this is where one of the major divides still seems to be when people want to discuss gun violence in the United States. And that is the fact that you're only pointing at certain events. I mean, of course, you're going to emotionally charge everybody up when a bunch of middle schoolers get killed by a loon. But the argument is much wider than that. I just want to know why nobody cares about all of the people getting shot in Chicago. That's never the headline on the Washington Post, the New York Times, that's right. never the lead story they're running on CNN or MSNBC. Mm-hmm. And I want to know why. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious, but yes, it is. It's the disingenuousness of mm-hmm. what's going on. And we talked about it a little bit on the unrelenting show that I did with Sir Gene last week, and you covered it quite well on that Larry show. Thank you. And you both of you guys mentioned the same thing, and that is big pharma, especially drugging up the younger kids when, Mm -hmm. oh, well, he's got ADHD or no, he's got anxiety and Mm -hmm. the amount of carnage that comes from that, because we don't really have more people with guns today than we did 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago. But the amount of shootings are up. Sure. So what changed? That is the question nobody's asking. And why do you think that is? Well, to me, it's it's very obvious. And it's because uh, we, we don't have a drugged. We didn't have a drugged population. I mean, in 1950, just like, like you said, the proportion of, the, of guns to, to people in the United States was basically the same as it is right now. 
With also, by the way, the same uh, the same technology in those weapons. They have really haven't advanced much. Just little tiny tweaks, really. But they're pretty mu- damn much the same now as they were then. So yes. all this crap about it. And I thought weapon is just bullshit. Well, but we do the- have people who are uh, who are absolutely mentally ill and should be institutionalized, walking the streets, thinking that uh, you know a pill is going to keep them in line, and it's not. Well, especially for the ones where it's like, well, you know, if you miss a dose or two, you're right back off the deep end. You know, that's very dangerous. Mm -hmm. You know, access, people point to access to guns, but there's access to all sorts of different weapons. And guns aren't the only way to go. I mean, granted, they may be the easy route, but they're not the only route. No, no, but it's it's the one that uh, torques people up and uh curry's favor with uh, their base so and almost all of these mass shootings as far as i can tell this was another thing that gene brought up almost all of them it turns out the shooter was on one of these drugs almost invariably yes it's very yes. rare for it to be like no mm-hmm. didn't have any uh, problems wasn't on any of the uh the mind altering yeah. drugs that big pharma throws right. out there very rare well, there was one one instance I can name, and that was uh, what was his name Whitman. Yeah, I think it was Whitman, the guy that in the Texas Book Tower. I think it was in Austin, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, back in the '60s, and he, uh, you know, he was up there sniping for a while. <laughs> it was a pretty horrific situation. Picked off a lot of people. I don't know, six, eight, twelve, whatever. Big, big number. And well, you notice. I mean, speaking of that, we never did get an answer that would satisfy anybody's uh, inquisitiveness to the mandalay bay las vegas shooting oh yeah but this but this guy and this guy in texas when they did an autopsy on him he was not on any psychotropic drugs however he had a uh, huge tumor growing in his brain that uh they attributed to uh, said uh, yeah, that could have caused his uh, his psychotic episode so yeah and oh and the guy the guy in vegas i mean that's that's in a class of its own really of all this shit you know, because, you, you know, the, the horrible thing is the chooches who, who uh, you know, distort the whole picture with, the, you know, crisis actors and false flags and, you know, fuck off. It's bullshit. Oh, yeah. Um, but there's that, a lot of a uh, lot of that. There's a lot of but, things that are pushed in a very disingenuous way. No question. Yeah. Yes. But that Vegas thing, <laughs> that's like, whoa, Nelly, wait a minute. Maybe maybe there's something to the false flag, whatever. It was certainly no crisis actors, but that guy was an absolute cipher. And we never, ever, ever got the story on him. And I don't think we ever will. No, the story disappeared. Yeah. It's like that seems like uh, a little inconvenient or convenient, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Depending on what's being True. hidden. But it's like the concept of violent behavior sure guns again are a tool there was another case and i don't know if this has been shown whether it was intentional or not but another car went into a busy area yesterday Mm -hmm. and killed a bunch of people right and it's like well right there you know it's it's a shame when 20 kids get killed but it's really easy to kill 20 kids even with a car you don't need a gun right you can build bombs you there's all sorts of ways i mean we're not giving lessons or anything but the no. guns aren't the problem. You know, I look at the fact that we've talked about one thing a lot over the last six months or so, and that is the district attorneys that do not want to prosecute crimes. And 
I don't know how you don't see that as a key issue here as well. If you're going to allow people to do whatever they want, you know, you go hit somebody in the head with a brick and it's like, well, we're not even going to hold you on bail. That's Mm. a problem. Yes. But this this incident in um, in Texas is it's like the Vegas thing is in a league of its own, I think. And it's it's the to me, it's the single most horrific story in America since Waco. And it's actually it it uh, it is far more uh, more horrific than than Waco, you know, because uh, because of the, the really behavioralist cops. Um, it's just, it's just, it's just jaw dropping. And unless, unless they resolve this, unless they get to the, find out who the hell was responsible for this and some people are held accountable. I mean, this, this nation is over. It's over. I mean, it, who the fuck's going to pull over for a traffic stop or it's just forget it. Right. And I know a lot of cops and <laughs> everyone I know is, had said, I'm ashamed of a fucking cop right now because of those assholes. Well, and that was a big part of the story that didn't get as much coverage as it should have when you're reading stories that there were brave parents who went into the school, got their kids and got out while the cops would not go in. And I mean, somebody made the comment and I think rightfully so that the minute you're getting nine one one calls from inside from the school, which I guess maybe is the one good time that middle schoolers have phones that you're getting the 911 calls that there is a shooter actively killing people then you have to go in i mean i'm not saying anybody has to jump directly into the line of fire but oh, I, i'm saying they do yes I'll, I'll 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 say yes they do i mean you want and to you be as what? cautious was... as you can be no 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 this was settled this is this is this has been this we've seen this movie before okay this is exactly what happened in columbine Okay, and that's why they call oh, yeah. those guys the cowards of Columbine, right? They they knew the shit was the lead was flying in that school. They showed up, they hid behind their fucking armor plated vehicles and waited until the shooting stopped and everybody was dead or bled out. Okay, it was horrific. And once that happened, it was agreed across all of Copland. Okay, a situation like that, active shooter, you go the fuck in. Immediately. No, I agree. You have to immediately. go immediately. You don't set up a perimeter. You don't do yellow tape. You don't get in your fucking walkie-talkie. You get in there, and you know what? You might get dead, but right. that's what you fucking signed up for. And if you're not good with that, go be a fucking accountant. You use your training and you go in. I'm just saying. I'm not saying you intentionally just walk in without taking cover without doing what you have to do to try to take the shooter down. It just doesn't make sense to me that they sit outside and wait for that length of time while you know what's happening. Not only sit outside and wait, they tase and handcuffs parents who want to go in and get their kids. (laughs) Oh, see that. I didn't even hear that part of it. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. There's video of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. So this is why I'm so fucking furious. I mean, I, I, I I can't even get past this. That wanted really. to go in, risk their lives yeah. to help, and they... To get their own kids, and they fucking tased and handcuffed at least one woman and carried her away. No, you, you're going you're gonna to sit here, because we're the authority figures here. We've got the fucking guns and the badges. We're not going to use them, but we're going to stop you from, from making us look bad. That is almost unbelievable. It's absolutely true. Now, was the story true? The, uh, there was a border patrol agent that went in that Correct. wasn't even on duty? He was getting a haircut, okay, and his wife was a teacher in that school, and he got a text from her saying, active shooter, please help. 
I love you. That's all it said. He jumped out of the barber chair. The, apparently, the barber had a fucking shotgun in the corner, said, let me borrow this, ran in there by himself and, and wasted that fucker. Okay. Which also puts to lie something about, oh, he's got an A. People, people, assholes who know nothing about weaponry and guns, they act as if AR-15s are like a magic death ray. It's just another fucking gun that looks nasty. Right, this guy not went even in a good there gun. and took I mean, out the asshole with a shotgun. That's, right. Gee, that's a nice gun, right? What do you do with that? You shoot skeet, you hunt ducks. Well, they're not made to kill people. Well, he, he well, you can. that just fine. Right. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So what I want to know is the story that, that I'm not seeing anywhere is these assholes are outside hiding behind, waiting for backup, waiting for MRAPs, waiting for more gear. Right. Stopping parents. How did how did Mr. Border Patrol? Did he like like I want to know how this guy got past them? Maybe did he just say, hey, I'll fucking shoot you. I'm going in to get these kids. I, Probably. I <laughs> maybe that's what happened. Maybe that maybe he backed them down with that shotgun. I don't know. But I want to know. He Probably flashed a badge and said, screw you. And uh, let's. Yeah. I mean, the most interesting stat was and again, <clears throat> everything is questionable. So if anybody has. Uh, Better statistics, feel free to let me know. This is coming from a uh, a website, criminalattorneycolumbus.com, which uh, they have a graphic here, which weapons are most commonly used for homicides. Allegedly, this is coming from FBI data. Mm-hmm. Shotguns, 1.4%, and rifles, 2.6%. Okay. But we always hear, oh, we have to get these rifles, Larry. We got to get the rifles. Sure. Why? I mean, handguns are 45%, which we know that's what they really want to come for. No, they want them all. But right. well, handguns is a start. Sure. Well, they, yeah. well, the rifles is a start. Right. Right. That because they do. They look right. big. They look bad. They look scary. And yeah. they say, well, it's an AR. You know, that must mean assault. Right. So many people. And I bet you in the media think right. AR means assault rifle course i do you know it's like mm-hmm. you have to understand the terminology used and you hear one of the other things that's said to make guns sound ultra scary is the semi-automatic yo oh and it's a military weapon Ooh. well right. every gun at this sure. point is semi-automatic i can make the case that a revolver is semi-automatic because you don't need to reload yes, between each shot you're right. Mm-hmm. So what gun is not semi-automatic at this point? I mean, do they really want to go back. When was the last time we had a single shot and you had to reload? That was what Revolutionary War about Civil War, maybe? I guess. Yeah. I mean, I saw some pinhead pinhead say that on f- social media a couple of years ago. You know, you want to keep your guns. Let's make just you can have the guns that they that they had when the Constitution was written. You can have muskets. <laughs> that's what that's what somebody said okay nice uh-huh. hey i always make the case that since it was specifically made clear by the people writing these laws the concept was the populace should be able to withstand a tyrannical government and if you're going to be able to withstand a tyrannical government you need to have weapons that are on par with the government i mean right now there's no way for that to happen because i mean technically you know you you can't buy your own nuke 
I mean, you can buy your own tank, I guess, but that's a different story. Well, that's that great quote from Joey, remember? You want to take on the U.S. government, you better get an F-15 and some nukes. Yeah. That shows you where his fucking head is at, doesn't it? What a sick thing to say. Oh, it is. What a sick thing to say. But people can build nukes. I mean, that's the you, there are suitcase nukes that you can put together, dirty bombs, which, you know, if you watched 24 back in the day, which was a great series, back when uh, they took terrorism seriously and the mental health issue is what we need to deal with, not the thing that they're using to commit the crime. And mm-hmm. a lot of this goes back to, again, parenting, the family, how many kids don't have parents at home, how many kids have parents that have checked out. And yes. I mean, my favorite whipping thing is uh, another article I saw pointed out is if you look at the rise of cell phones you watch the mental health and violence issues go up with the start mm-hmm. of cell phones and coming through to now where everybody of course got a you know has a cell phone right and it makes sense because there's so much of this where kids are egged on by other people i mean if you had back in when we were kids if we were in uh you know high school and it was like hey i'm gonna go i'm gonna go shoot up a school but right. one, you're not going to tell that to any of your friends because they're probably going to knock your you know, block off. But with the Internet now, you can be someone anonymous, go out there and people are like, yeah, man, do it. And you can get that. You can get all sorts of, uh, you know, can get down all sorts of crazy rabbit holes. Sure. And the anxiety level, we've seen that. It's like get away even from the violence for a minute. You see all of this like. Oh, teenage girls are in such they're this mentally they're hanging by a thread and it's like everything seems to point back to the fact, well, you know, social media is really toxic. And this is something that's brand new, and I still don't think people understand the ability to communicate with everybody around the world instantaneously. Probably not a good thing for the human race. Probably not. No. It causes, I think, way more problems. <laughs> then it fixes you are exposed to so many more things that are just at your fingertips i mean if my parents didn't want me to watch a horror movie or some kind of violent movie when i was a kid how you couldn't really do it i mean maybe you could go out to the store and buy a copy if you had a you know cashier that was looking the other way and didn't care that you were 12 and buying you know faces of death or something like that (laughs) You know, but you there were some big checks and balances now with the Internet. There's none of that. It's all available on the devices and parents just give the kids the devices and go, go ahead. We're not going to monitor anything. We don't care what you're doing. And then you dope them up. So you add all of that together. And what you get is uh, is a really bad situation. And the argument always comes back to well, we have to do something about guns because it seems like a rational thing to say if you don't really look at it further it seems really rational to be like well you know what we have to do something and the coach from the uh where are the warriors out of uh steve kerr was it the uh oh that asshole please (laughs) yeah please don't get me started on that asshole he played in chicago which is why I, i brought this clip and he's an interesting guy for just a couple of reasons one his dad was an ambassador to somewhere and was killed by terrorists. So I could understand 
he's going to have a knee-jerk reaction to any kind of violence. I'm assuming his father was assassinated with guns, so I would understand why you wouldn't like guns. But he played in Chicago, worked for the Bulls for years, and I never remember, as you said, with Beto O'Rourke, as he here in Chicago standing up, I never remember Steve Kerr standing up and saying something like, you know, we have to do something about the violence in Chicago. I don't. No, he never will. But, you know, this, you know, this is different. And this, to me, you know, I feel bad for him, but this is the emotional manipulation that doesn't bring us any closer to a solution. Since we left shoot around, 14 children were killed 400 miles from here. And a, and a teacher. And in the last 10 days, we've had elderly black people killed in a supermarket in Buffalo. We've had Asian churchgoers killed in Southern California. And now we have children murdered at school. When are we? So, I mean, right there, why not mention Chicago? I mean, why is, are those things the only ones that are important? And, and why does he have to categorize them by race? What does that, that have to do with it? That is a really good question when are we gonna do something yep i mean right there what what are we gonna do something he's a total phony i've seen this asshole go off on other topics over the years and i was thinking who, who the fuck care? You, you are a fucking idiot jock nobody cares what you think steve oh but he turned up. into an idiot gm or coach or whatever he is whatever now. the fuck he is he's an <laughs> idiot the the breathing is good i like that yeah the breathing. Up. i've had enough yeah. We're going to play the game tonight, but I want every person here, every person listening to this to think about your own child or grandchild or mother or father or sister, brother. How would you feel if this happened to you today? We can't get numb to this. We can't sit here and just read about it and go, well, let's have a moment of silence. Yeah, go Dubs, you know, come on Mavs, let's go. That's what we're going to do. We're going to go play a basketball game. And, and 50 senators in Washington are going to hold us hostage. Do you realize that 90% of Americans, regardless of political party, want background check, universal background check? 90% of us, we are being held hostage by 50 senators in Washington who refuse to even put it to a vote, despite what we, the American people, want. They won't vote on it because they want to hold on to their own power. It's pathetic. I've had enough. Now, I wonder where that stat comes from, because it seems very unlikely. Very unlikely. And I wonder how many times he rehearsed that in front of a mirror. And I wonder what made him think that he is the spokesperson for America. I love these guys. Is it, I, you know, did you, it, 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 there's a phrase in there where he, where he basically says he's speaking for the country. The fuck you are, Stevie. You're speaking for yourself. Right. Which is fine. I mean, make whatever statement okay. you want. But. <laughs> This this concept that, oh, well, imagine if this was, you know, one of your loved ones. And it's like, well, I can. And my reaction to it just happens to be something completely different than what yours is. Because I see a vast other set of problems than you do. You know, I say, look at the mental health. I say, look at the same people that are adamantly against punishing people who commit crimes with guns are the same ones that cry that guns need to be taken off the street the guns aren't the problem 
the people with the guns and committing the crime, that's the problem. What we don't need is we don't need any more gun control. There's a lot of gun. There's a lot of that already. What we need is psycho control. Okay, but yes. nobody's ever going to call them that. They're ne- nobody's nobody's calling. I even heard Ben Shapiro on his show making excuses for this asshole about oh you know he didn't there was no dad in the house and the, I think it was a mother a junkie or something all this shit and then <laughs> the mother herself actually said don't please forgive my son he had his reasons okay <laughs> really he had his reasons you you can't make this shit up it's beyond belief no he was a fucking evil psycho I saw a kid interviewed and that's the other thing you're getting he was bullied. No, right. no, this kid knew him, was a classmate. He says, no, he, he was never bullied. He bullied other people and he hurt animals. He was into hurting small animals. And have we seen that before with, with everyone from Manson to fucking Dahmer? Okay. He was a stone psycho. But we don't want to admit that. It's the gun no. that's the problem. Because no, just- nobody's a psycho anymore, Darren. No one. Everybody's just normal and, you know, enough, put enough pills in them and they'll be okay. No, it doesn't work like that. And see, for me, the first thing I would look at in this scenario when trying to find a solution would be, well, okay, let's imagine for a moment that this particular kid does not have access to firearms. Is he, is he magically a well-adjusted kid who's not going to try to hurt his classmates? He may have turned to something like rat poison, you know, and killed though. I mean, maybe he doesn't go into a middle school because that becomes a little harder, but you know, I guess you could still bomb and you could set fire to, and there's a whole lot of other things you can do. If you have a specific target, but the concept of being, well, this person is mentally not well, they are prone to committing rash acts of violence, taking away the guns only takes away part of what they can use. Again, you have to keep them from being behind the wheel of a car. You have to keep them from owning knives. You have to, because in this case, when you're talking about a bunch of middle schoolers, I mean, a crazy 18 year old with a knife could probably kill a lot of people. You know, maybe the teachers would have been uh, brave enough to do something at that point. I did like Gene's uh, suggestion over on Unrelenting, which was all teachers, if you want to be a teacher, should have to carry a gun. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you're, the, the problem would you know, fix itself pretty quickly then is when it comes to school shootings. Yeah. But nobody wants to admit that one of the solutions, I mean, there, there's basically two worlds. And one of them thinks you can magically make all guns disappear. Okay. I mean, that seems to me to be a little far-fetched. Even if the Constitution was changed, even if the Second Amendment was repealed, I want to know how they're getting the guns out of Chicago. I'll use this example. How are they getting the guns out of Chicago? Before I'm going to have any debate with you, if you tell me you have a solution that can just take all guns magically out of the world, I'll have a debate with you once there's not one gun murder in Chicago for a 30-day period. Right. Well, you know, it's not going to happen, of course. And um, the point is they're not, you know, everybody's... They can, they can, what they can do is they can pretty much eradicate guns uh, among solid law-abiding citizens because they're they're not going to have to kick in doors and 
you know, <laughs> with battering rams and so forth. They're just going to tax the shit out of them. That's what that's what these weasels are going to do. I mean, they've discovered that the you know the best weapon for controlling a populace is 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 a financial weapon. And so they'll say, hey, Darren, you know, you want to you want to hang on to your whatever, whatever the fuck you got on a Glock, whatever, whatever your thing is. They know about that. And so, yeah, you can you, you can have that. But you, to keep it legal and license it, it'll cost you 10,000 a year. Yeah, well, but you know, then whatever, they'll name their number. And if you don't, then, well, now now you, they're going to come after you the same way they will if you don't pay your taxes. That's how it's going to happen. See, of course, to that. Ryan Bemrose on Grumpy Old Ben said, you know, there's going to be a lot of uh, boating accidents where people lose their firearms oh, yeah. in a lake. Sure. Sure there are. <laughs> like, but I don't have that anymore. Uh, yeah, but that's what they'll do. You know, they'll no. try. And I know Canada, what's going on up there? I haven't seen any reports from Canada recently, but I know there was a, a thing that they were supposed to be turning in their guns and no Canadians were doing it. So I don't know yeah. what's been happening up there, but. That's the two extremes. The one, the people that think magically you can get all guns off the streets. The other ones understand that the more guns that are in the hands of rational law abiding citizens, also the problem dissipates. You notice that in areas where there's high gun ownership, there's less gun crime. I mean, it seems to be a pretty logical thing. Yeah, before you. Yeah decide you're going to bust in somebody's door to go try to rob them if you think they have a gun are you knocking that door in or are you not sure when you know the people are not armed it becomes a lot easier and that's something that just never gets uh never gets its due because it's way too easy to just go well no it's just the guns we have to get rid of the guns the guns are the problem it's like no the mental health is the problem and looking at why there is more violence in this country now than there was 20, 30 years ago, because that I don't think is a question, mm-hmm. but it's not the problem of what's being used during the crime. It's a question of why is there more crime? Is it the breakdown of the family? It is the, is it the fact that people are more drugged up on mind altering drugs? I mean, the stuff that's being prescribed, I mean, forget the fact that more and more people are actually doing drugs that were illegal and you know not pot but there's a lot of people doing heroin and they get really addicted who then will do anything to yeah. get the next fix and that turns into quite often committing crimes to get money or get stuff to steal to then get more sure. drugs but nobody really wants to talk about that no but the one they will never talk about and and i had to laugh at teddy cruz was it at the nra i think or somewhere um, you know, it's he said it's uh, it's partially the breakdown of the family. Okay, check that box. Um, um, you know, re- religion, spirituality seems to be on the wane, and that would certainly help people have a moral compass. Yeah, check that box. But but Teddy, Teddy didn't mention those those drugs, those psychotropic drugs. He does. He dare not go there. Because, I mean, look, they have too much juice, too much power. Um, the biggest lobby in the world and every they dwarf every other industry, automobiles, high tech, whatever. They're all they're all chicken shit compared to the spending that uh, Big Pharma does in the lobby. So they don't want anything touching that. And, and right. you know, really, it's been this is not new. I mean, there were best selling books, Prozac Nation and so forth. Um, American Americans take more prescription drugs than the rest of the world combined. OK. All right. So that's a that's a stunning and true statistic. 
and nobody wants to fuck with them. They are like the, you know, the, they're the mafia of, of lobbyists and they control so many politicians and so much money um, that they're not going to, they're just going to mention that. And, and the, the normalization of, of drug use of all kinds is just insane. I'm sure you saw that subway poster uh, in New York, they're running with a picture of some some addict. I don't know what the heroin, whatever the fuck it was, but that we oh, yeah, be proud you're is, doing it safely. <laughs> yeah, don't don't be don't be ashamed that you're using. Be empowered that you're using safely. Really, uh-huh. it's fucking unbelievable. So if that's what your society is saying about this, then you know all is lost. Really, yeah. it's like oh, don't no, don't feel bad that you're using heroin while your kids are laying yeah. on a feces-filled floor, not getting food. As long right. as you're not doing heroin out and you know hurting right. people, then it's perfectly fine. And let's use that. Make sure you shoehorn in that lefty buzzword "empowered" because that always gets uh, dicks hard, doesn't it? Yeah, it seems it to. You know, I want to be empowered. Yeah. And I like yeah. the stat that uh, you pulled out on that Larry show, which was the difference in how much money the gun companies bring oh, in in a year yeah, compared to the drug it's companies it's an absolute joke it's a pittance it's, it's a, a pittance and and joey the balls to say we've got to stand up to the gun lobby <laughs> really well i mean again they're going after ghost guns which right is insanity that was the latest thing here in illinois governor pritzker going mm-hmm. after the ghost guns and it's like, I don't have the number in front of me, but I looked this up maybe six months ago because they were talking about ghost guns. And it's like the number of ghost guns that have been retrieved by the Chicago Police Department was under one percent of all the weapons that they brought in. So it's like, why are you worried about the thing that is what it's like? It's so disingenuous. Yeah, of course it is. Because they can't even be that stupid. But it's every little bit. It's a theory, I believe, of. Every little bit more we can keep pushing. Well, wait, the ghost guns. Okay, those are bad. Let's oh, let's get rid of those AR. Oh, those rifles. Those are bad. Well, then shotguns are bad. And well, handguns are bad. And then sure, you know, any gun that can have more than one bullet in it is bad. Uh, but I was I was confused uh, about something Biden said that. And I know just hearing myself say that it's like, well, <laughs> why? Why wouldn't you be confused by something Joe Biden said? But uh, you know, again, talking about the mass shootings that said, uh, quote, the idea of these high caliber weapons, there is simply no rational basis for it in terms of self-protection hunting, Biden said. What does he mean, high caliber weapons? I mean, these AR-15s were probably... 22s or maybe nine five six twos that's not a high caliber no so i don't think joe biden knows what high caliber weapons are he has no idea he's no idea of course he doesn't like, what do you mean the idea of these high caliber weapons it's like do you think joe biden knows the difference between a 22 and nine millimeter and a 45 no absolutely not but it's like you're using these words like you think they mean something and that just yeah. broke my brain for a minute because i don't remember hearing anybody talking about caliber I mean, which would right. make at least a little bit of logical sense, because yeah. the higher the caliber, the more damage you're doing. He, what he probably meant to say, but he's so brain addled, was high capacity. Right. That's that's what I bet he meant. That makes more say, sense. But yeah. But that's, you know, because that's the other thing they're all over, too. Yeah. But the reality with the high capacity is you have even in California. I mean, I think they allow up to 10 in a magazine. Mm-hmm. 
people that know what they're doing. I mean, you could buy more than one magazine. Sure. You could clip them to a belt and people that know what they're doing can change a magazine in like a tenth of a second. Very quickly. Yeah. So sure. this concept that like, well, if we don't have high capacity magazines, that'll make these shooters take a lot of time reloading. It's right. like, no, no, right. it won't. Which, again, shows how disingenuous or just plain old stupid the people are making the arguments against this. It's like if you really want to get to some kind of solution, it's like you should have an understanding of the subject. And if you're really going to go to that crazy world where it's like, well, we can get rid of all guns. With that, explain to me how you're going to do that. How are you going to get the mm. guns out of the hands of all of the criminals? Because you know, I'm pretty sure Mayor uh, Lori Lightfoot here in Chicago. I mean, I'm sure she's probably asked the criminals to turn their guns in, and there there's hasn't been like a line of people lining up to do that. Oh, listen, um, what she needs to do is try what they did in a, I don't know, ten, twelve years ago. The city council. And I think I'm pretty sure it was Memorial Day weekend, too, if I'm not mistaken. The city council passed a resolution that they were declaring a moratorium on gun violence. A moratorium, like, because <laughs> what? I, so I guess because shooting somebody up until that time, I guess it must have been legal, right? Until those guys said that. So <laughs> what was really funny was apparently the gangbangers got, got wind of this. And said, oh, really? Hold my beer. And, and there was more fucking violence that weekend. And it was another summer before. of rage. It was a summer of rage. It's like, fuck, oh, really? You want to, here's your moratorium, assholes. Bang, bang, bang. You know, and the bodies dropped. It's, it, the stupidity of these politicians is breathtaking. It just is. Well, they don't understand, again, that if you don't punish criminals, then the crime's going to get worse. Yeah. And you're not going to take the criminals off the street, which is a bigger problem because a lot of them go right back out and commit another crime. But then you're like, well, no, crime's bad. Let's get rid of the guns. No, I mean, it's very simple. If somebody has a gun, even in their possession, we've talked about mm -hmm. that before, where it's like, well, no, we're not going to even charge them with the felony. If they didn't actually shoot somebody with the gun when they go rob the bodega. You know, right. we're not going to charge him with the felon, even though they had a gun. No, it's but that, that makes no sense. Nobody it's like I just don't understand the people that want to get the guns off the street do not want to punish the people that commit crimes with the guns. And nobody can explain that to me in a yeah. logical way. They can't because they can't. But, you know, the bit what's interesting, the, the horror of this atrocity in Texas is now. The biggest argument about every every chooch that says, what do you need a gun for? That's why we have police. Right. Oh, yeah. Didn't work so well, did it? No, it didn't. No, it did not. Incredible. You need somebody incredible. that's willing to you need do somebody that job. With balls. Yeah. You know, I see these things all the time. There's, been, there's also been a sea change in the mentality and the hiring practices of cops. They've lowered the bar dramatically. Okay. And, you know, a lot of well, cops, diversity, Larry, you have to have a diverse group of people policing. Yeah. But, but you know, yeah, they've but the thing is that w they should find some way to to uh, to test for calibrate instead of, you know, yeah. To how many push ups and pull ups can you do and all that shit? Yeah, they, they should be fit and strong and able to kick ass. But beyond that, there should be some way to measure courage, whether male or female. And I see and there's there's kind of been a. 
a, a change in mentality. You know, all over LA, you see these billboards up because, every, in fact, all over the country, they're having a great, a very difficult time hiring cops. Who the fuck would want that job? You know, really, as you said, when DAs cut these guys loose and they wind up, uh, you know, uh, in court themselves, it's an awful trying situation. But you see these billboards all over town here, and it says, you know, join the sheriffs or join L- LAPD is hiring. And there's, you know, some hot looking chick, the ponytail, and she's got a, you know, bread on her hip, whatever they're carrying, some buffed out dude. And then they'll say, you know, starting salary is X and this must vacation and Benny's, you know, join up and make a difference, right? Okay, that's all good. But what that billboard should also say, but never, ever, ever, ever says is also, you might get dead. Right. Okay. It's a fucking dangerous job. And if you're not willing to accept that danger going into it, then fucking find something else to do. And a hell of a lot of the recruits refuse to accept that. There's a mentality of, I'm going home tonight no matter what. Well, then fucking be an accountant. Right. I mean, because that civil service, uh, when you're a cop or a firefighter, is actual civil service not like what you get when you go into Congress or run for the Senate? Right. You know, yeah, this is. Right. You know, the politicians serve no one but themselves. But yeah, sure. And this just doesn't make, I mean, this would be like having firemen, you know, oh, wait, that's uh, mis- that we might be misgendering some fire people, yeah, fire persons, fire, fire, whatever that refuse <laughs> to go into a burning building. How long do you get to keep that job? And like some like California, probably yeah. forever. It's like, you know, well, we can't make them go into a burning building. That's dangerous. Yeah. But they signed and, up for a job as a firefighter. And if even you look at, I mean, put it in a military context, Aaron, what, what went down there in Texas, the horror of that. That was, a, you know, that was a battleground. Okay, so you're in the army, and uh, and you pull what those cops did. Boom, you're court-martialed, charged with cowardice. You might do some time. Okay, rightfully so. In this case, you know yeah. you have one gunman, and you by just hearing where the shots are coming from, you should have a pretty good idea of uh, where you need to go, where you sure. can safely enter the building at that point. You know, it's. Uh, I mean, it shouldn't you know, be the, that difficult. The horror, you know, the, the, you know, I've known a few people, like I said, in my show, who, whose children have predeceased them, not, not from violence, just, you know, one was a drowning, another one was something else. But it, it's, it's just the worst thing. It's just the, it's the most unnatural thing to happen on the planet. You know, parents should croak before their kids. And it's horrible when, when, that, when that happens, when, when children die first. Um, but you look at those parents in, in, in that town, that tiny town who were desperate to get in there and save their kids. And the, like I said, the people I've known who've lost children, basically they died with those kids. They really do. And, in, and unless you're a parent, it's hard to kind of wrap your head around us. But I, cause I, I never did until I had, had to myself, but they become the absolute center of your, of your universe. And so those parents, they have the, the additional burden besides the horrific grief of losing a kid. They're all saying, especially all, the mothers and the fathers, they're saying, this, I should have fucking, I should have, I should have shot the cop to get in there and save my kid. Or I should just, you know, dove through a window. I should have taken some kind of action. Why the fuck did I let those assholes keep me behind their yellow tape? So they've got to carry that. That guilt on top of the rest, and it's fucking horrific. Like I said, to me, this is the single worst news story ever to occur in the United States. Well, especially in Texas. I mean, you would think a lot of people would have a 
guns and could go in as parents to do something oh, if the I'm police sure are did. refusing to do I, it. I, I would be even one of those guys with the dead kid. He says, hey, I'm a gun owner. You know, I'll, I'll bet you I'll bet you more than half those people. You know, gun ownership is, is very high in Texas. And I, but the, the, the regrets of those poor people thinking, shit, why the fuck didn't I go? And let, let's, uh, you know, really, were I in that position, I'd rather be shot in the back by some cop trying to help my kid than, than stand passively, passively behind his fucking yellow tape. Yeah, I just don't understand what the point was of stopping the parents. And now if the police were actively in going in, they'd be like, well, no, we need to keep you out. We're doing our job. You can't get in our way. But they, there was no okay, way to get yeah, in. All right. Yep. I buy into that. 100%. Absolutely. No problem. You're in there doing your job. Okay, I'll stand back. But you're going to stand out here and snap your fucking carrot and squawk into your walkie talkies. Fuck off. Get out of my way. Yeah, I just can't imagine you have a whole police force willing to stand around while you hear the sound of a gun firing inside yeah. of a middle school over beyond and belief. over beyond belief and you know on memorial day weekend some people uh, did not earn the honor no question about it and this yeah. is a story that's going to be i'm sure looked at or maybe mainly forgotten because the the mainstream media which obviously swings to the left is going Oh, you know, you can't really expect the police to go into a dangerous situation like yeah. that. <laughs> exactly. What? What? <laughs> like, no, no, yeah. no, no. This is what they sign up for. And I understand in yeah. a lot of areas, they don't make anywhere near enough money to do the job. But this is why they need to be financially motivated. I mean, one, you need a. A more. Uh, you have to be brave. I mean, I guess that is the one yes. thing. And maybe that's, that's what the one thing. We're yeah. also missing out on because we, again, have just had a whole generation grow up where everybody gets a trophy. Nobody yeah. gets picked on. Nobody has to fight. So you get to the age of, you know, in your 20s and you're like, I've never had a fight. I've never done. You know, it's like you're not really right. prepared for life. You know what? I've, you're, you're, I've said that, Darren, in this context, I truly believe that no one should be allowed to certainly run for president. Unless they either have been in the military in combat or they've they've it's proven they've been in some type of a of a physical violent confrontation in their life, because unless they do, they don't know what violence is. They do. You cannot know unless you've been punched in a fucking face and knocked on your ass. You there's no imagining that you must experience it. OK, and maybe maybe be on the other end of that and, and, and lay somebody out flat as well. Okay, so for, for people like that, and I'm I'm absolutely certain that Joey and uh, and Barack never had it so much as a schoolyard shuffle, and for those a scuffle, I should say, and for those guys to be, well, they, to they be might have had a schoolyard shuffle, to, shuffle, yeah, for those guys to be to be allowed to uh, you know send send uh, young men and women off to war to get shot up, it's just fucking criminal because they don't they really don't know what they're doing. Well, they don't understand the concept or they don't want yes. the, also, the other thing we don't want to admit with the everybody gets a trophy life is, uh, well, nobody's bad. No, everybody's good. Everybody's good. We, we don't want to use violence against this person. I mean, they maybe they're maybe he's really not going to shoot up the school. I mean, we see him walking in with a gun. Right. Right. But, you know, we, we no. Yeah. You know, it's and the, the, that's the mindset of the protected elite class. You remember that fucking idiot lurch, uh, John Kerry, some years ago? There was something, it wasn't anything near the, the, uh, 
you know, the size of the uh, Russia-Ukraine situation. But there was some corner of the fucking world where some, some country was, uh, you know, invading another one. Who gives a shit? Some little thing. And Kerry actually said, you cannot in the 21st century exhibit this type of behavior. I thought, you fucking moron. That's called human nature. Right. People will always be assaulting one another, invading one another. That's just what the fucking, how we're built. And they refuse to accept that because it's just beyond their personal realm of experience. Well, right. That's, they don't want to admit it. I've uh, brought that quick clip from Joy Reid onto random thoughts with the, you know, oh, maybe Mexico should build the wall because it's so dangerous in the United States. And it's like, you're not even looking at the stats. No, no. At the homicide rate between the United States and Mexico, it's not yeah. even close. Hate to tell you, it's not six times higher plus. Yes. In Mexico. Plus, you know, I saw a great meme. Uh, I should have clipped it. And it, you know, I, I think it was, I mean, it, I don't know. I can't verify its veracity, but uh, uh, it, it made sense. And it said, you know, whatever, New York, uh, New York United States is number, whatever, very high number in, in, uh, in uh, gun violence in, in the world. Number one, two, three, whatever the hell it was. And then it said, but if you extract these urban areas, which are all leftist controlled, right? Chicago. Detroit, you know, where New guns York, are illegal, Baltimore, Philly, and, and where guns are illegal. Yeah. If you if you can extract these these cities, the United States becomes, I think, ranked number one hundred eighty nine on the planet in gun violence. Isn't that fascinating? It is interesting when you look at all those stats, especially when you take out suicides as well. The the gun violence yeah. numbers in the United States, they're not uh is when you start especially some of these countries uh just south of mexico you start going into central america oh there's a lot of violence you start going into even sure. the bahamas puerto rico you go into brazil mm. and you're talking a whole new a whole new ball yeah. game correct yeah but no nobody wants to mention it because we think we can magically fix this by mm-hmm. making a law when was the last time making a law about anything fixed it <laughs> I mean, we have laws against uh, child predators, but just the other day, a 15 year old, did you see the story was taken from the Dallas Mavericks basketball game? I heard something about that, but I didn't read it to tighten me up on that. They ended up arresting like 10 different people. So this was obviously a ring. Oh she, my God. she wound up in uh, like one or two states over in a mm. prostitution in a hotel Holy of like shit. in a extended stay america or something jesus christ all within 10 days but this was a 15 year old year old girl went to the bathroom at a basketball game but you think you're safe you know just going to the bathroom i have not seen the specifics on exactly how they grabbed her got her out of the arena Mm. but this is the kind of world you're living in at this point it's like what law is going to stop that there are laws against this oh yeah it's so true i mean again back to the billboard thing when my when my my kids were very young there was there was a billboard you know a mile from my house very visible and it said it was a picture of some chooch and it said uh if she i think the tagline was if she's under 18 it's not sex it's rape and i thought my tax dollars paid for this shit like some fucking asshole is, is going to look at that billboard and go, hey, I better put this back in my pants. I mean, it, it, it's idiotic. Yes. It's idiotic. And meanwhile, my kids are saying, Daddy, what's rape me? They got to they right. read this shit. It, you know, but 
it's so sickening. The politicians should all be drowned. Well, now really? we should all get the uh, the trans and LGBTQ. That should all be taught at like, you know, the five year old right. level. Because oh, yeah. that, that well, makes a lot we more got, sense. We've got uh, tr- transgender Barbie now or whatever the fuck it is. Did you see that one? No. no. Oh, yeah. But nobody's asked, is it anatomically correct? But well, it's it would have to some, be if that's. <laughs> wouldn't it have to be? Wouldn't it? I yeah. But so. I don't, you know. I don't know. I never owned those things. I assume they were just sort of paved over, right? <laughs> right. They're junk. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What, what, how, does, how does this qualify? But it's based on some famous uh, drag queen or something. So, yeah. Welcome to America. Welcome to America. Now, this uh, clip you have of Scott Lobito on the uh, Beta Beto. Um, you know what? I'm renaming Scott. <clears throat> old, old faithful. Old he always, he's always bringing. He never, disa- he never disappoints ever. He's always bringing a gun to a knife fight. Is that the uh... <laughs> exactly? Yes. <laughs> Let's hear what he's got. I'm a knee jerk reaction kind of guy, as many of you are, because today's society, every two minutes, something really fucked up happens. Stop. But okay. what is sick? <laughs> That's correct. It's it really is true. And I and I and I know we've sort of kicked this around about the instantaneous communication, thanks to social media and the Internet and so forth. But really, the, the, the incident of insane shit is over the moon. And I believe you know, if somebody tracked this type of thing, not just school shootings, but all kinds of fucking insane occurrences. I, I do believe that he's correct, that it is it is just it, it's become an epidemic. And I don't know why. Well, there's a part of it is definitely social media because we've seen this in Chicago a few times very yeah. recently where something was put out on social media like, hey, we're taking over this area and we're, they're, we're having a party. And the next thing you know, there's right. people twerking on top of city buses. There was one yeah. where girls were on <laughs> top of police cars that had police officers in them in them. Yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, it's mind blowing. Like, how are you know, and I understand the cops are like, well, if we get out of the car, we're probably going to get killed because there's like, yes, a thousand yeah. people around us. But something needs to be done to show the public that you can't just do stuff like that. If you're going to break the yeah. law, there's going to be consequences. And the more and more people see you can break the law and have no consequences. Yeah, the more laws are broken. That's why I had to applaud. I think it's in. It was in L.A. There was uh, security footage that was online of a jewelry store, which I guess two of the people working at the jewelry store were the owners of the store's kids. And Mm. the smash and grabbers, like four of them came in and they just went after the smash and grabbers. They went after them with hitting them, slamming them with chairs. I mean, it's good. And they ran out of the store. (laughs) You know, granted, this could end much worse but then these criminals who are smashing grabbers most likely mm. you know aren't looking to do time for murder but i mean that's right. always a uh, thing that could happen if something goes wrong sure. or if they have a gun sure but the more people fight back the less crime i believe there would be and again i think if you're a jewelry store owner any store owner and four or five people come in you're alone in your store it doesn't even matter you know you're just in your store these people yeah. come in I would assume they're there to do harm to you and you should be allowed to start shooting once they start smashing cabinets and doing whatever that it's like that should be okay. And then again, way less crime, I think. Yes. But what is sickens me is to see a self-serving, selfish, cock, son of a bitch and motherfucker. (laughs) He was was trying to find the right word. I love that. 
Well, what's funny is, you know, Scott, uh, you know, he, he's great. And, but he, it's so funny that he self censors. He doesn't, he doesn't want to say cocksucker, but then he, he <laughs> afterwards, you motherfucker, every other word is okay. <laughs> but that, he was that avoiding was the, the gay he, part because it's Beto O'Rourke. Was that it was? Okay. It was really funny, man. It was such a funny thing. So why did, why did he, why did he choke that one back? Just well, because rip, then you know? he'll, it'll be because he's a homophobe. And it's like, well, you can't, oh, okay. you can't say anything bad about a homophobe. You can't call a homophobe that. Uh, that's worse okay. you can call him anything right. but the you know sucker then then uh, that's that's probably okay so i applaud him for the slight bit oh, of restraint yeah, i missed that <laughs> thank you Bader Walt rock used today's sad press conference less than 24 hours after this happened for his personal political gain and disrupt that sad press conference he's a piece of motherfucking shit the children's bodies are still warm. The parents haven't even thought about burying them yet. We all got something to say about what's going on. Timing. Give it a week. Give it a couple of days, you piece of fucking shit. I don't care if you're on the right side or the left and you pull something like that. You're a motherfucking piece of scum. You rotten hell. Your career's over, you fucking scumbag. Amen. Using dead kids for politics is never a good idea. Horrible. Yeah, it's so horrible. And Beto so O'Rourke, I was like, oh, I yeah. mean, interrupting that press conference and I didn't catch it. No agenda did. And that's why I listened to the best mm-hmm. damn podcast in the universe telling yes. Governor Abbott to stand up for what's right or whatever. It's like, he yeah, can't. He's in a that. wheelchair, you asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, I didn't. But I'm like this again, this which fits in perfectly with the fact that Scott Lobito didn't want to call Beto O'Rourke a cocksucker. It's like, this is the new world you live in where you're worried about any little context that might be taken the wrong way. I don't think Beto Mm O'Rourke was making fun of the governor's inability to stand up, but I don't know. Who knows? I mean, he's an idiot. Who knows? But uh, yeah, he's he's certainly a a politically driven shithead. And he's made it clear he wants to go after your guns of all sort. Yes. And this, yes. again, is the problem, I mean, not the problem, but one of the problems is politicizing these types of events mm-hmm. makes almost certain that nothing is ever going to get better because it now becomes a fight between the left and the right politically rather than what is really the way to protect as much as you can the kids of this country. Yeah. And nobody's getting to that. But again, nobody, nobody will ever. It, it's insane. I mean, somebody, some statistician could probably come up with a decent, a decent ballpark estimate. I mean, fucking actuaries are really good at this shit to extrapolate from the general population at any given time. How many psychos are circulating who might be capable of an atrocity like happened in Texas, right? Somebody could probably come up with a decent estimate of that, I would think, right? You would think, yeah. You would think. And whatever that number is, it's minuscule compared to the number of schools. I think I saw a stat that there's 130,000 schools in the United States, okay? Um, it's like I said, it's so much. And I, I saw, if you saw Trump's talk at the NRA, okay? He he was saying, you know, every every school needs to have, uh, you know, been metal detectors and basically turn them into fucking, you know, prisons, prisons, which, right. is, which is really horrible. What a horrible solution. 
um, uh, you know, steel doors and impregnable, make them hard targets, and then have you know one or two armed guys and you know on, on staff all the time. It's just so fucking hard. But it, it wouldn't it be a lot easier just to keep tabs on the maniacs and do all that shit? Yes. Well, and have somebody on the premises that would be security that can handle at yeah. least uh, you know, and if it's something they can't handle as one on one where you can then call in the cavalry when something happens. Yeah. Rather than now, let's not worry about it. We don't want, we don't want security guards in the school. It's like, but do you want the kids to be safe? And that's where, again, these conversations break down. Cause for the people that are like, no, no, we don't want security guards in our school, but we want our kids to be safe. It's like, you're not really making any sense. Right. Because if there is no line of defense between the outside world and your kids, there's always the possibility that some psycho is going to come in and do something. The odds are still pretty yeah. low, mm-hmm. but the chance is there and the chances get a lot better for your kids. If there's somebody on hand that is trained and has a weapon that can take out somebody that comes in and tries to do a school shooting. If more teachers had concealed carry the kids in their class, it's like, I see, I still will never understand the parents and the concept. Because any teacher who has a concealed carry that is carrying a weapon on their person, I don't understand how they think the parents that this is somehow a threat to their child because this teacher, in this case, has a weapon on them. One, the kids are never going to see it unless something happens, Mm -hmm. because most of the time, I hate to tell you, concealed carry, the word you're missing in there, a lot of people is concealed, which is somebody's got it, but you don't know that. I mean, a few years ago. Uh, my brother-in-law, John, who passed away last year, we were at, uh, you know, my mom's house and we were talking about guns or whatever. And then, he, you know, we were talking for a little bit and then he just kind of like raised up the back of his shirt and it's like, oh, OK, <laughs> oh, see, there you go. We had no idea. You didn't know. And it just doesn't make sense. This concept that the gun is somehow going to be bad because the teacher has it and has the ability to protect yeah. the kid. It's like, how do you miss that? They're there to protect the kid and use sure. that tool in case they have to well this is because you know the the um the ignorance of these people they regard they regard firearms as akin to carrying a live rattler like you never know when it's going to go off and bite right. you that's the way they okay and it's just so absurd like some years ago at a party at, at uh, my house um i guess there'd recently been a shit some kind of a hijacking whatever the hell it was Maybe it was maybe it was even after 9-11, but the idea of and this woman had been a flight attendant and there was a big thing saying, hey, you know what? Arm the fucking uh, the pilots of the planes. Let those guys carry pieces. And she was ripped. No, that's a stupid idea. Who is trust them with that? I said, lady, you're trusting him with 300 fucking lives right. at the helm of that airship. You won't trust him with six, six bullets and a fucking gun. Yeah, the guy you know, behind she, a locked no, door no, who no, can guns who, are bad, guns are bad. You know, yeah, okay. And this is the guy behind a locked door who could just point the plane in yeah. the ground, right? Exactly. So, so we got trust. <laughs> it just it's where the logic breaks down. It's where yeah. things don't make sense. That understanding that a teacher that has a gun will actually protect your kid. Your kid being in that classroom is mm-hmm. way safer. Yes. And True. that is the mentality, though, that the people on the left don't understand. And you're absolutely right. They they think it's not just a rattler. They think it's like a you know napalm grenade that could go off yes. at any time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, no, that's not the yeah. reality. 
right. and start being logical and start looking at real solutions. This concept as a country of uh, what 330 million people, plus there's probably another 30 to 50 million people here that are <laughs> not documented. So, I mean, we're getting close to 400 million people. How are you getting the guns out of all those hands? And besides just saying, oh, wouldn't it be nice? We have a magic wand. No, you need to give some more answers. And we also, now that we know that Joy Reid lied and Mexico has a much higher murder rate, why are we letting all these people in? You were obviously (laughs) letting more murderers in because there's way more murders in Mexico and El Salvador all down that line. Right. Why are we letting those people in? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Could be a lot of guns coming in from Mexico. Did anybody think of that? Nope. They don't. They don't know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, since this no. has been a, uh, I mean, it's Memorial Day weekend. So, I mean, I kind of get it. It's, and we had a very serious subject to talk about. But uh, we I mean, did. I, I tried we to bring it. Had, it had, we had to cover this. Yeah. I've been remiss if we just let this blow by. I agree. I mean, we so. try to have more fun here than. Yeah look at serious topics but you're right this was something that uh i think was too egregious especially with the response to this but i did pull another clip of a delivery driver and this was mainly (laughs) mainly because this woman oh and i hope i'm not misgendering her youtube channel had one subscriber and it showed up wow. when and I did a search. How did you find this? I, <laughs> I mean, did. how does it even come up on the algos to, to display that? I did a search for driver and rage, I believe. Mm-hmm. And for the last week, you know, so I wanted something fresh. And this was a rant <laughs> that just didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But then again, a lot of rants don't. Okay. I have a little rant right now about doing delivery. If you order from DoorDash, Instacart, Grubhub, Uber Eats, any of those, and you work at a business, it would be really helpful for the driver if you put the business name somewhere in the notes. Because I just delivered a Jersey Mike's order to Bottle King, and the person just puts an address and does not put Bottle King. So I wasted like a few minutes maybe like five minutes trying to figure out where this person was located and if they had put bottle king in the notes the bottle king is huge i would have just found it right off the bat instead of driving up and down the road trying to figure out where their location is and like i like i just i don't get it like if you order food and you work at a business like just put it in the notes it's not that hard it would make it so much easier for drivers. Okay, I, I don't understand this rant. Uh, maybe I'm missing something. Did she take the food back? No, like not the like the one? last one. Going to take the food back. <laughs> but it's like, was, was there more than one business at the address? Yeah. If not, I don't know how you couldn't find the address because it was a business. I mean, yeah. when you're delivering to a home, do you need a specific name on the garage door or something outside the yeah, house to let you know the that Smith's, it's Smith's, the O'Neill's, right? The right home. <laughs> I just didn't understand. Like, wait, so if they would have only put the company name, I would have known that one, two, three main street was where. 
No, I mean, don't you have a GPS? It's like, stop here, dumbass. I mean, yeah, what's really funny, too, is that she says, I wasted like five minutes driving up five and down the street minutes. Imagine that fi- wasting <laughs> being pissed off enough about five minutes that you're going to do a video about it. Wow. And it was just because the business name wasn't on there. I don't get it. How do you not find the address? The address is still mm. the address. Now, yeah. I would fully get if you're like, you know, there are some like industrial parks where there's like one address with like unit one through five thousand. Yes. Yes, very common in L.A. Yeah. Then, then yeah. that would make sense. Like, well, you didn't put the unit number. How do I know where you are? Right. But if there's only one business at that address, you just seem really dumb, which is maybe why there's only one person subscribed to your channel. <laughs> you know, if if you run for office, I see you. The, 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 the main plank of your platform is going to be delivery driver reform vote for darren get that it's like stop being stupid stop being dumb stop being crazy i tell you and i do have one other clip that was fun but before that what we do have we are a value for value podcast indeed we are and we have our one consistent donator back again uh, but he is standing alone today he's a solo act i you, get that you know there's a lot of reasons why too Yes. 15,033 Satoshis. That's the way this came in. Thank you, CSP. Which today, $4.60, which means the the Bitcoin is moving slightly in the right direction. Yes. Yes. And he threw some Polish into the note this time, which is always good. I mean, I have Polish heritage, but uh, the language, not so much. But he says, howdy, Larry and Darren. And then the word is kurva. Which basically is, is like it's a it's a common phrase like thrown in to like just chill out is the explanation from CSB. It says stop being cool. angry at Ukraine when it is Russia that invades Kurva and blame Uncle okay. Joe for inflation, not Ukraine. Kurva. It's like you're absolutely right about that. He's right. I totally blame Uncle Joe. Ukraine's got nothing to do with it. Uncle Joe has no well, he does have an oh the handlers of uncle joe know what he's doing i don't know if uncle Mm. joe knows yeah anyways i invite your audience to listen to our podcast about artificial intelligence ai.cooking read by gregory william forsyth foreman from kent just enter ai.cooking in your web browser or podcast app yo thank you csb thank you csb and we, we, we need to hear CSB's voice, but no, we only hear Gregory William Forsyth Foreman's. The whiff. The Gwiffmeister. Cool the Gwiffmeister, yes. I mean, I know <laughs> that the homicide rates in the UK are less than yeah. the United States, but they're a little bit smaller. Yeah. But I would like to know from Gwiff, Gregory William Forsyth Foreman, because he owns like three or four pubs out there. Mm-hmm. Does anybody get violent? Is anybody still murdered in the area? I'm curious. I'm, I'm guessing they, they, they violent. do. I bet they get violent. I mean, wherever people are drinking, there's going to be violence, right? That's a given. So I would think. That is the fallacy of the, well, if we get rid of guns, Larry, we'll get yeah. rid of the violence. But then you've, you've been to, uh, you've been to uh, Ireland, as I have, I, um, and he uh, Griff's in, in England, I guess. I'm not sure where, but the what astonished me about so many things is those pubs were like walking into the finest home you could imagine. Just incredibly oh, yeah. 
opulent and clean and so maybe you know most most you know most american bars are joints you know i mean really they are you know sawdust on the floor and long neck bottles and shit and you i would wonder if there is less fisticuffs in those pubs pubs because they are so pristine and nice and people tend to be more polite uh than they would be in some fucking roadhouse you know in bakersfield i don't know i wonder about that yeah we certainly didn't see any uh any violence when when we were out there Hmm. and one of the pubs in belfast the crown which oh the sticky pudding if you're in belfast i'd love can you freeze dry some of that stuff and send it oh boy but Hmm. the uh the snugs they call them which are basically little private booths you know with doors on the front of them which is something completely different from yes anything you see (laughs) in the united states but from what i understood that the wood that was used was like the same wood that they used when they did all of the really opulent stuff on the Titanic. So this, you know, went back years and years and years of this pub, but yeah, there's a different vibe to that. Sure. And you know, there's, there's a big difference between a nice pub and a, uh, and a corner joint here in the United States with the ready metal bar stools. And uh, it's it's a different concept. Totally different. Doesn't smell like stale booze and, you know, there's carpeting and cloth napkins and it's amazing. Yeah. How nice they are. But if you want to also be as cool as CSB, go to planetrage.show. Help support the show. We have a PayPal. We have crypto. We Mm -hmm. have a post office box, all sorts of things. And we appreciate everybody that helps us leave the lights on. Well, at least, you know, Run the air conditioning right now is <laughs> very much appreciated in the uh, studio. What do you got on tap for random thoughts this week? You know, I don't know. Yeah, I never know. It's always random. I mean, not yeah. always. Yeah, because last week we knew we had to cover the uh, the Josh Donaldson and Tim Anderson thing, which of course right. ended just in a woke mess with, for some reason, Josh Donaldson issuing an apology to Jackie Robinson's family. It's like, okay. I mean, okay, I understand because the name <laughs> was then used in something that was, you know, bullshit. Right. But there was nothing, uh, you know, nothing crazy about the whole thing. But every, this is the problem. We let idiotic, stupid little things like one ball player making a trash talking comment to another ball player into national news and dissected. And I'm guilty of that. I get it. And, the really important stuff seems to just get glossed over. True. And that isn't good, which no. is why we do the thing here. We try to bring you a little rage. We try to get your Mondays going. We try to uh, hype you up, but we also try to bring a little comedy. I've mentioned this guy before and the show Scrubs, mm-hmm. which was, uh, I think the best character on the show is uh, Dr. Perry Cox, who was played by John McGinley, I believe his name is. He was in Office Space and a bunch of other stuff. Big character actor. But this was uh, starts out with the other Dr. John Dorian, played by Zach Braff, who he, Dr. Cox always called a female name. This is Dr. Perry Cox's messages. You know, his his uh, his basically his recipe for success in life. Listen, while I have you here, I'm applying for a fellowship, and I could really use a letter of recommendation. I was thinking that when you wrote it, instead of using a girl's name, you could refer to me as Dr. Dorian. I think it sounds a little more professional, and frankly, each time you call me a girl's name, I die a little inside. 
Lork, Janice, Denise, Tiffany, Amber, Thieson. Let me go ahead and share a little something special with you that I like to call Perry's Perspective. One, if someone's standing in front of me in line at the coffee shop and they can't decide what they want in the half hour it took to get to the register, I should be allowed to kill them. Two, I'm fairly sure if they took porn off the internet, there'd only be one website left and it'd be called Bring Back the Porn. Three, and most importantly of all, the only way to be respected as a doctor, nay, respected as a man, is to be an island. You are born alone, you damn sure die alone. Isn't that right, Spike? The point is, and you just might want to jot this down, only the weak need help. I mean, that was clever. Not necessarily wrong. One, his delivery through the whole series is like that. It's so rapid fire mm-hmm. that it's impressive. Yeah. Um, two, when he says, isn't that right, Spike? There's another guy with the body in the body bag that's being wheeled past as he's i mean it's just some great gallows humor it is a it is a fantastic comedy which probably again couldn't be made today because of no all sorts of different things how old is that show um 20 some odd years and i have to really catch up the two main characters have a podcast which they went this started under covid you know everybody had a lot of time they went episode by episode and did a breakdown of the episode. So they're probably still going and just mm. some fantastic stuff, fantastic character air, actors in the show. And uh, it was uh, the, the whole storyline of Dr. Cox was uh, the mean bully and he would rip you apart if you did something wrong, but was, you know, shown at points to have the heart of gold. But this again, to me, would represent somebody getting the kids because these are like the young doctor interns that are just getting started that he's dealing with this is the parent that is toughening these kids up to be able to succeed and that's what we've been talking about this whole episode is the lack of doing that yeah and what happens which again makes it for a series that maybe people wouldn't uh wouldn't be able to make today because it's not woke enough no definitely not woke enough but do you know what's coming up on that Larry show this week? I will say I had no idea that the term bedlam came from a hospital in the oh. UK. I remember playing when I was like 12 years old, when I got my TRS-80 color computer, mm-hmm. there was a text adventure game on there called bedlam about a mental oh. hospital that you had to escape from. Nice. Yeah. Which again, probably a game you couldn't make today. <laughs> no. but it's like oh i had no i mean i just you know you know the word you hear bedlam and it's like well that just means things are going crazy out of control i had no idea where the right. word came from so listening oh. to that larry show hitting well i learned things and was that your intention oh, to try to teach people things i'm just that's a, i guess that's a bonus i hadn't even known i was <laughs> delivering so um yes glad that i'm glad that happened but no you know i I'd have to apologize to uh everyone out there because i know when we last spoke um, a monday ago i was going to do the show about the guy that shot elvis's dick on the water tower right right the johnny <laughs> cash this thing happened in texas and it's just really it, it affected me so i just i just couldn't ignore it i just had to vent and say what i had to say about it so i, I pivoted as they say to that but i'm gonna get back on the elvis shot in the dick thing with the water tower this week i promise well, Johnny Cash. Right. I'm sorry. Not Elvis. I mean, Johnny some Cash. people would yes. actually say that uh, Elvis was better than Johnny Cash. I wouldn't. I think Johnny Cash was a absolute legend. And uh, I mean, the man in black and the other episode that was a few weeks ago that I liked the uh, 
which is still kind of sticking with me was when you talked about the uh the dolls the baby dolls at the uh the, yes, the, the, the weirdness yeah that yes. the new york city uh sanitation Garbage workers man. would pick up and you went through the whole thing and about how using the dolls and how it was all like showing like mental illness and all this and i was thinking when I, what what was larry's take on the beatles butcher cover the beatles but you know i was never a big beetle fan what was the beatles butcher cover from yesterday and today the beatles album there was an original cover that was pulled nearly immediately which was the four beatles with uh like the coats that butchers used to wear with okay. a bunch of like dolls baby dolls that were like mm. limbs pulled off and like blood everywhere it was a very e. weird graphic uh image Yay, yikes and i'm like wow what, that, that this would be right up your alley so you'd look you'll have to look that up and then we can maybe will, follow up you. i had no idea <laughs> it's like this is going yeah, back that's... to you know 1968 69 maybe who knows this could have been what set manson off could have been and then they had that album called revolver right so was right. that a coded message about guns or something maybe don't forget helter skelter man helter skelter yeah. which Jeez. is a great song wow Helter Skelter <laughs> brings the rage. No question about it. <laughs> yeah. And we will really? once again. I mean, thanks for everybody for hanging out live yes. with us, including Sir Bemrose, who's been in the uh, troll room. And Thank you, Ryan. Everybody that's listening, helping support the show here on Memorial Day. It is uh, it is very much appreciated, but we will be back. It sounds like a threat, but it is kind of <laughs> next week with another Planet Rage. U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Keep enough guns. Whole world going to shit.